The presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is here. I feel it in the atmosphere. The presence of the Lord is here. Oh my, the presence of the Lord is here. Fountain Gate Chapel presents Wind of Love with Eastwood Anaba. Wind of Love will usher you into the full liberty of the presence of God. Wind of Love comes your way from Monday to Saturday, 11.30 to 12 noon. Eastwood Anaba is a pastor, a teacher, an author, a conference speaker, and an anointed minister of the Word of God. The teaching ministry of Eastwood Anaba combines intense spirituality and sound teaching of the Word of God. Join us on Wind of Love here on Sunny 88.7 FM. Then he said, for his anger endured but a moment. But in his favor is life. You know, sometimes people, people come and tell us, well, you did something wrong against God, that is why God is punishing you. You sinned against God, that, that is why God is punishing you. Well, you made an infringement against God's holiness. You offended God, who is a holy God, that is why God is punishing you. Humankind has sinned against God. That is why God is punishing us. And somebody did something wrong. And that is why God is tormenting us. He said, yes, I agree. I call to remembrance the holiness of God. But I also know that even if in the holiness of God, God decides to punish me for one day or two days, his anger endured but a moment. Now, that word but a moment means God's anger endured like a stranger that comes in overnight and leaves. Like somebody who checks into a hotel and... The hotel is not his permanent residence, but he soon leaves the hotel and goes away. I came to tell you that in what you are going through now, even if it is the anger of God that is making you go through it now, God's anger does not stay permanently. God's anger does not last perpetually. God's anger does not stay forever. God's anger has got an expiry date. I want you to note, God's anger has got an expiry date. It endured for a moment, then he said, in his favor is life. So watch this. Life is not in your works. Life is not in what you do. Life is not in your righteousness. Your life is not in your works. Your life is in the favor of God. So you could have done something wrong. God has forgiven you. You might not have done something the best way you could have done. Maybe you didn't find a job at the right time. Maybe they were saying stockpile food, stockpile food, and you didn't do any stockpiling because as a result of some act of irresponsibility, you didn't even have the money to go and stockpile food. And you are locked up in your house, and you are saying that your own irresponsibility is going to kill you. No, it will not kill you. The life is not in your righteousness. The life is not in your works. The life is in the favor of God. So King Saul had sinned against God and then King Saul is dead with Saul, sorry, with Jonathan his son on the mountains of Gilboa but Mephibosheth the cripple, the son of Jonathan obtained mercy because he found favor with God and David got up and said is there anybody of the household of Saul that I must show some kindness because of my friend Jonathan I came to tell you, you know what, your life is in the favor of God, the Bible said in his favor is life, in his favor is like god is a holy god he punishes sin i agree 
But his anger endured for just a moment. And when that moment expires, in his favor is life. May I prophesy to you that God will have favor on humankind. Our sins are many, our offenses are many, but God will have mercy on us. And in his favor is life. Father, we pray for your favor, that you will favor humankind whom you have made in your own image. You created man and you said, I have made man in your own image. There was a time God wanted to destroy the whole of humankind, the whole of the Israelites, I beg your pardon, in the wilderness. And God told Moses, hey, Moses, these people have sinned against me with their idolatry and with their memory and with their acts of idolatry. I want to kill them and wipe them out. And Moses, I will raise a new people through you. Moses told God, he said, God, you can't do that because if you kill all these people, what the Egyptians are going to say is that you took them into the wilderness. You couldn't look after them. So you know what? You slaughtered all of them in the wilderness. And they say God couldn't carry his own through the wilderness. And the Bible said, and the Lord repented him of the evil that he wanted to do to the people of Israel. And God spared them. That is why I'm saying that, ladies and gentlemen, he didn't bring us this far to leave us. He did not bring us this far to destroy us. You were born again. You, you, you tried your best. You know what? You did your best to do whatever you could to serve God. You, you know what? Your spirit was was willing but your flesh was weak in many of the situations and god is now saying my life is in my favor your life is in my favor you are not going to live because of what you did or because of what you didn't do and the bible said and noah obtained favor in the sight of god my bible also said that and the lord remembered noah i'm talking to somebody right now that is not of him that will it nor of of him that run it but of god that showed mercy he said i will i hate Jake. i hate Esau and Jacob I love him you know what people God wants to deliver you by his own mercy not by your own works he said in his favor is life weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning humankind will see the morning again the day will break for humankind so we are singing in advance because we know we will not be in this state forever. You know what, people? I pray that these bad days and these challenging times will not end and an angel will look at you and say, say, we're near you. Say, we're fairy. You were behaving like God doesn't exist. Look at you. You are not embarrassed. You are not ashamed. Look at the way you were in the room and you were complaining like the children of Israel in the wilderness. Look at the way you were crying, the way you were complaining. Look at the way you threw your Bible away. Look at the way you threw fellowship away. Look at the way you sat down and complained. My business is over. My work is over. God has disappointed me. I sowed a seed and I gave this and I gave this and I paid tithe and I gave offerings and I went into prayer meetings. Lord, I was holy, but look at the way you have left me to suffer and to struggle you are looking at all these things you are complaining so bitterly this siege will be over and you will feel very embarrassed the angels will tell you say we're near you your wife will tell you say we're near you your husband will look at you and say yeah what fairy papa pa. your children will look at you and say shame on you daddy shame on you daddy you were just behaving as if god didn't exist but i'm praying that you will be the kind of man when this thing is over your wife will look at you and say baby you said it I saw a brave man during this period. 
Your husband will look at you and say, I saw a woman who was not a foolish woman, like Job's wife. Job's wife, Job told his wife, why are you talking like one of those foolish women? I'm praying that in this moment, you will not be a fool. But that in this moment, you will be a wise person. And the fool is the one who says in his heart, there is no God. But in this season, may you know that there is God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And in the Psalm 30, the verse number 6, an interesting scripture comes up. He said, and in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. The way you will not be moved in these dangerous times and these challenging times is if you have prosperity. But the prosperity here is not just material prosperity. The prosperity here is what I call comprehensive prosperity. Comprehensive prosperity. And you can find comprehensive prosperity in 3 John 2. 3 John 2. And I would love to start that 3 John 2. I would like to start from the verse number 1. I would like to start it from the verse number 1. 3 John 2 from the verse number 1. 3 John. The verse number 2. He said, I'm writing to my beloved Gaius. And he said to Gaius, the one that I love, he said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospered. So number one, he's talking about the prosperity or the salvation of the soul. That is the number one level of prosperity. The prosperity of your soul, salvation of your soul. That you are saved at this moment. You have given your life to Jesus. You are bought by the blood of Christ. And you are saved. That is the first level of your prosperity. Second level of your prosperity. He said that thou mayest. The second level of your prosperity is that you'll be in health. You'll be in health. That is the second level of your prosperity. Third level of your prosperity is that you will not lack anything. But God will supply your need. Paul was in prison and he said, I have all I abound and I'm full. I pray, may you receive that three-dimensional prosperity. Oh, somebody just write down three-dimensional prosperity and say the prosperity of my soul, the prosperity of my body, and the prosperity of my hands. The prosperity of your hands is the blessing God puts in your hands. Your money, your food, your clothing, your medicines you need, your vitamins you need, your balanced diet you need during this period to boost your immunity and everything now the, your health is your body that god will keep this body healthy and then number three it, and which is the most important is the salvation of your soul those are the three dimensions of the prosperity that god wants you to have so he said in the book of psalms the verse number 30 and the verse 6 he said in my prosperity i said i shall not be moved May somebody receive the three-dimensional prosperity. This wind will blow and you will remain standing. You know, whenever a wind blows, some trees fall and others remain standing. May you receive the favor. He said in his favor is life. May you receive the favor of the three-dimensional prosperity to remain standing in the midst of this storm. I see your soul prosper. Put your hand on your belly and scream it. My soul has prospered with salvation and with eternal life. And put your hand on your stomach still and say, My body is saturated with divine life and with divine health. And I want you to add, because if the spirit of him that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in me, 
He that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken my mortal body by his spirit. And I want you to finally lift up your hand and declare, my hands have prospered. My hands have prospered. I have everything I need and I have enough to give to others. I have everything I need and I have enough to give to others in the name of the Lord Jesus. So people, you see, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. The people of the world were in darkness for a very long time. When Jesus appeared in the world, the Bible said the people that sat in darkness have seen a great light. The people that sat in darkness have seen a great light. The reason Jesus said, I am the light of the world, is that the whole world was in darkness until he came. When he came, he was the bright and the morning star. When he came, he was the one that came to give light to the world. The Bible calls him the son of righteousness. He came to bring light. He said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So Jesus came after all that darkness. The Messiah came with his mission. The whole world from the time Adam fell up to the time Jesus Christ appeared, humankind was in darkness. They were in darkness and the Jews were the closest to God. And even they were operating in types and shadows in the blood of bulls and goats and in a tabernacle that was made with human hand and with a mercy seat that was made with human hand and with a, an ark of the covenant that was made with human hand the ark of the covenant was made with human hand so much that even the philistines could carry it and take it into their city and put it in the temple of dagon that is how weak that system was but jesus now appeared in the world with the messiah's mission and the Messiah's mission was to give to those that mourn in Zion beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Isaiah prophesied about the coming of the Messiah to bring daylight to people. That is why when you are a believer and you believe in Christ, you are not in darkness like unbelievers. You are not supposed to mourn like unbelievers. You are not supposed to be frustrated like unbelievers. Paul one day told the people, he said, why are you living like you are mere men? You are living like mere men. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He told some of the people he wrote to, he said, why are you mourning like unbelievers? This is the time there must be a difference between the unbeliever and the believer. In the unbeliever's house, there must be crying. There will be cry there may be crying, but in your house, there should be joy. In the unbeliever's house, there may be trouble, but in your house, there should be peace. I prophesy peace to your walls. I prophesy salvation to your gates. And if you can receive it, so be it. The Messiah, even Jesus, did not come for you to be as sad as you are, as morose mangled confused disillusioned depressed oppressed my friend and i say we say compressed and suppressed everything pressed you have some but may you be delivered look at jesus isaiah prophesied concerning jesus he said the spirit of the lord god is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek listen the news you have received is good tidings 
The fact that Jesus Christ died for you was buried and raised, rose from the dead and is alive forevermore and has given you eternal life is the good news. It's bigger than any other news. Watch this. It is bigger than the coronavirus news. Anything you read in the morning on social media, television, Facebook, WhatsApp, was how, was what, anything you read, the good news overwhelms them. The good news overrides them. Can't we know that we have good news? Okay, let me ask you a question. If your child is owing school fees, 1,000 Ghana cities, and then all of a sudden you received a mail, you are sitting down, you are sad. Your, 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 your child is owing 1000 All of a sudden, you receive an envelope. And they said, well, your uncle across the road just said they should bring you this envelope. And you open the envelope, and inside the envelope is 10,000 Ghana cities. Tell me you are going to sit there and be sad. You will not be sad because you will pay the school fees and you are still left with 9,000 Ghana cities. Because the good news has overridden the bad news. I came to tell you that the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and his ascension into heaven and the fact that he is coming again for the sins is the good news that has overridden even the news of the coronavirus pandemic. So you and I cannot panic in the pandemic like the unbeliever. So the Bible said you cannot sorrow like the unbelievers. No, we have received an envelope. We have received good news. We have received a blessing. We have received a message that is superior to the negative message. The positive on our side has nullified the negativity from the other side. He came to preach the good news to the meek. Good tidings to the meek. He has sent me to bind up the broken hearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. That is the jubilee. And the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Very soon the prison will open and we will get out. But, but you know what people. I'm not waiting to get out. I'm out already. I'm not waiting to get out. I'm out already. <laughs> I, I told mommy as a pal. For me staying in the room. Has not made any difference. So look. Because even before the quarantine. Anytime I was in Boga, I was quarantined. Me, I stay in my room the whole day. I do my praying. I do my studying. In fact, if you are a pastor, this quarantine period should not bore you at all. Because, I mean, you are, this is the life you are supposed to be living. In your room, studying and praying and with God and meditating. Call on church members. Check on them here and there on the phone or send them a text. And just love God and grow in God. So, mm, a pastor, lockdown, shutdown. You were already a prisoner of Christ. You understand what I'm saying? So for me, it doesn't make any difference. I, I started writing a book called The Explosion, and I'm on the last chapter. The last chapter. And tonight, I, I'm going to just sit down, and I'm going to write on the last chapter. And that last chapter, I'm, I'm just talking about the dwellers in Jerusalem on the day of the explosion of the Holy Ghost in the upper room. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm going to talk about that kind of noise that came, that kind of noise that came. That kind of noise that came. 
Uh, and I'm going to talk about the noise and I'm going to talk about the various things, the various kind of people that witness the noise, about five different types of people were witnesses to that noise. They were, they were the people that saw the noise. One day the book will come out, you will read it by the grace of God. But I'm just talking about explosion and that God doesn't do things and just hide them. He exposes them to be exploded so that people can experience it and people can react either way. Either they react negatively or they react positively. But, positively. but I'm writing a book and I'm very happy to be locked up in the room and writing the book. When, when I finish writing the, that book, um, uh, the, the book is called Explosion. I'm going to finish it. I think when I checked it, I'm on page 90 something now. Type it. When I finish it, I'm going to write another one called, I'm now going to finish that one and I'm going to talk about the explosives. Because this is the explosion, so I want to now write on the explosives. And the explosives, I'll be talking about, um, the, uh, no, f- second, first of all, I want to deal with the exploders, the exploders. That will be the second book, the exploders. And the exploders, I'm going to talk about the, the people like Peter and the people like Paul and the people like Stephen and the people like Philip. What kind of people were they? What were they made of? These human beings that can just enter a place and explode. Huh? I think you will follow me and then we will examine maybe Philip in Samaria and how one person went and just exploded. So I'll talk about the exploders. Then after that, I'll talk about the explosives. So you see, if there's an explosion, there must be an exploder and the exploder must have some explosives. So the third book will be the explosives and I'll be talking about things like praise and worship being an explosive, the word of God being an explosive, prayer being an explosive, the blood of Jesus being an explosive, the name of Jesus being an explosive. And then another interesting book I will write is called The Explodables. The Explodables, I'm going to talk about people like Herod who thought they could stand up against the kingdom of God and worms just ate into him and the man just died i'm going to show that the kingdoms of this world are explodable the people that in this world who think they are powerful and they can do anything they want with the righteous oh when time comes for nebuchadnezzar to come down nebuchadnezzar will come down herod will come down egypt will come down ethiopia will come down any kingdom that rises up against the people of god assyria will come down syria will come down you understand what i'm talking about so those are the explodables Another book I will write in this period, if it lingers on, is called Explode. And that one, Explode, is a verb. And all God is doing is that he's commanding you to explode. He's telling you you cannot sit quietly the way you are. Do something. Shout something. Go somewhere. Be, be, be positive in your action. Huh? Be proactive. Explode. Explode. He will be telling you, shout. Scream go around the wall of Jericho seven times seven days on the seventh day go around it seven times at the seventh round shout and the wall will come out God will be commanding you to explode oh I've just I've just told you about <laughs> the books I'm, I'm just they are, they are just inside me and I'm so so you know what I don't have some of your boredom all I'm praying is that you will get out of here and go back to work because your work is different from mine. But I tell you, when you go back to your work, you will do it better. So the opening of prison to them that are bound, we were bound, but the day we received Jesus, we came out of the bondage. So you are a believer. You are not quarantined. No. Paul was
was in prison, but he never behaved like a prisoner. Don't behave like a prisoner. When they call you and say, how are you? Don't say, I'm hanging in there. Don't tell yourself we are winning. Tell yourself, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary. Walk and not fail. When they ask you, how are you? Tell them, I feel stronger and stronger. When they ask you, how are you? Say, I am getting better and better. Mommy used to have a teacher. Anytime you ask him, how are you? He says, I'm better than you. So anybody who phones you and says, how are you? Tell them, I'm better than you. <laughs> how are you? I'm happier than you. How are you? I am more joyful than you. How are you? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. And whosoever loveth it shall eat the fruit thereof. He said he came to open the prison gates to them that are bound. Go for me. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Proclaiming the acceptable year of the Lord is a jubilee. And he said the day of the vengeance of our God. God will bring vengeance on your enemies. And those that are oppressing you, God will bring vengeance on them. And God will free you from bondage. And he said to comfort all that mourn. To comfort all that mourn. To comfort all that mourn. Verse number three. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. I like that. To appoint unto them that morning Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. He has already changed your ashes into beauty. The oil of joy for mourning. You have already received the oil of joy. The oil of joy is already on your head. Now all you need is the mouth of joy. That means open your mouth and express the oil that is upon your head. May your mouth be in sync with your oil on your head. May your the words of your mouth, may the song of your mouth, may the shout of your mouth synchronize with the power of the oil on your head. The oil of joy for morning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Can you imagine this? And everything you are seeing here is in the past. It's not that God is going to give it to us. No, to the Jews, he was about to give it to them. But when Jesus came into the world, after he died and rose from the dead and went into heaven, everything here became past tense. So all these things, you have them already. You are not mourning. You are beautiful ashes. Oh, the oil of joy for mourning. Oh, but daddy, I'm a widow. I'm a widower. No, you are not. No, you are not. You belong to the household of faith. Jesus Christ is your Lord. You are not alone. And he has given me the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That we may be called the trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. You are the tree of righteousness. You are the planting of the Lord. The wind will blow. Dry trees will fall. Rotting trees will fall. Weak trees will fall. The trees that are no root will fall. But as for you, you are like Mount Zion. You will stand to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. Jesus himself appeared over 2,000 years ago. Went into the temple. They gave him the scroll and they said, read. And he opened to the book of Isaiah. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He has sent me to preach deliverance to the captives. 
He has sent me to recover sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and he has sent me to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus. He said to us to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The message translation of the Bible says to announce this is God's year to act. To announce this is God's year to act. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, 2020 is God's year to act. Many people have misbehaved for so many years. And when we say this is God's year to act, you may think that God's year to act is the year God is coming and just will laugh with everybody will come and no 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 the, the, the jubilee is the messianic year where there's theocratic rule and today we can see god is a ruler american ruler can't contain it the british ruler just came out of hospital himself hey Airo. ghana ruler is wearing nose mask every pastor is wearing nose mask but what I'm saying is that it is the theocratic year where God himself is the ruler. This is the messianic year when God is showing mercy. I believe that God will show incredible mercy to the poor and to the vulnerable. Because sometimes when I look at all the vulnerable and I see the laws they are saying we should keep and we will survive. When I look at even the fact that rich people can keep them. And this thing is throwing down rich people and intellectuals. Then I remember the, the Bible that says, <laughs> the race is not to the swift. Battle is not to the strong. Bread is not to the wise. Riches are not for men of understanding. Neither is favor to men of skill. But time and chance happens to them all. Thank you for listening to Wind of Love with Eastwood Annabelle. For prayer and counseling, please call Eastwood Annabelle Ministries on 0302-734-157 and Fountain Gate Chapel Empowerment Pastures on 0302-912-752 or visit www.eastwoodannabelle.com until Eastwood Annabelle comes your way same time tomorrow. Stay blessed with lots of love.